That's good. Man, so you know how like right before the show, I, I tend to think of like a non sequitur, like I just start talking about something that you have no knowledge yep. about whatsoever. So yes. I just kept getting hit with them tonight. But the most prevalent one, the most intrusive thought that I have is I remember how just nutty the villains were on that on that cartoon, The Tick, when we were growing up. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's had many iterations, as you know. It had like two live action versions. Of I never watched any of it, honestly. But like the villains were so just basic. It, it's it's like okay, it? so I but, thought. I mean, one, he's the tick. Like, I feel like the villains are gonna be weird. Yeah, it's like okay, so it was created by Ben Edlund, and he made the character for some newsletter that he produced for a comic shop, and then it became a full fledged comic. It only lasted 12 issues and the story was unfinished, but that was enough story for him to option it and shop it around and stuff like that to Fox and get them to start the cartoon, which got canceled. Then the live action show starring Patrick Warburton that got canceled. I remember and that. And then yeah. years later to shop it a third time for a live action version uh, to Amazon that got canceled. So the tick had villains such as um, the indigestible man. So basically he just couldn't be digested. How he found this out, I don't know. It's ridiculous. He couldn't be, as in he, like if something tried to eat him, he could not be digested. Exactly. So there was, there was an episode of the cartoon where one that's of some the mystery trans, men shit. That's, well, yeah, basically it's, it's along the same line. So it's like mystery men, um, just either very rudimentary superpowers or none at all. And they just hype themselves up yeah. to believe they have them. So in one episode, uh, one of the Tick's friends turned into a giant dinosaur and they had to basically have the dinosaur swallow this guy <laughs> so they could like find something inside of him to turn him back to normal. So the indigestible man stepped up. And the question that everybody was asking was, how do you know you're indigestible? So he takes his two fingers and puts it in the tick's mouth and says, try me. <laughs> like, the, just the grossest okay. thing in the world. Okay. Just serious, just try me. And just puts his fingers in his mouth. He's like, all right, I believe you. Sure. So, I don't know. I thought of a villain named Vitamin Rich. Basically, a guy that fell into a vat of vitamins. And he can adjust his physical form. Uh, to be rich in a certain vitamin at a certain time. So, like, you mm. know, if he needs a boost of energy, he can just generate his own supply of vitamin C on demand. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Vitamin rich. His name yeah. Is that yeah. would be a useful Rich-less. one, honestly. Or useless. You know, it goes either direction. Yeah. There's no in between. There's no in between there. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We've already started yeah. with the chicanery. And all it's that already stuff. off the rails. Welcome. There's, can it be off the rails if rails didn't even exist in the first place? Oh my God, what a point. Points mm. were made. Yeah. So this is episode 188, and you started with the notes initially. I was excited because I saw that you started our Google Keep <laughs> uh, you know, joint thing, and you started the notes, and then there were no notes. So I started filling in notes, yeah. and then like That's maybe five I- notes down. I made it. I made it, and then I got busy at work, and I was like, "So I made it." And then I was getting ready to go add notes, and then, then I, I couldn't. 
So <laughs> I, I started it, but I didn't finish it. I did add a note. So that's helpful. You did. Yes. You did. <laughs> a All note right. of the so day. Let's go with your note first, because I, I have no knowledge of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Taylor Swift. It's Swift time, guys. Taylor Swift um, did a pro shot recording of her concert. Now everyone Swifties have predicted this. I mean, we've seen, you know, we saw cameras at various shows. I think LA was the most predominant one recording Mm. the performances and everything like that. And she's done this before for, you know, other reputation, everything like that. So she announced this morning um, that she was doing a theatrical release of this rather than just putting it on a streaming platform or whatever. It's going to be a limited theatrical release in October. <laughs> so fancy. that's announced this morning. I guess it was announced in like Good Morning America or something like that. But it's announced this morning. Kayla gets up. I'm I'm working. Kayla's on a different schedule today. So she had to work like an hour later. So she didn't start until an hour later. So she rushes to her computer to try to get tickets to the movie. It's at AMC theaters to the movie. And she's in a queue like it's a concert, like already waiting. And she bought three tickets for a friend. And then friend was like, Hey, can you buy another ticket for so-and-so? And, Kayla had to go back in and she somehow man they were selling out. One of them sold out as she was going through the like the purchase and everything. Managed to get the other ticket. So and this is for a movie. Like the it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, that's that's wild. So that wild. that's coming out in October. Okay. And cut to a couple hours later, Jason Blum of Blumhouse <laughs> tweets. <laughs> that they've moved the release of The Exorcist. I think it's called Believer. This sure. Exorcist reboot. I guess they're the the team behind the new Halloween films is making this new series of Exorcist films. I think it looks. I think it looks okay. You know, based off Exorcist. of the first trailer. Daydream Believer, starring the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, the 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 part that kind of disappointed me seeing it was that it's like modern. I don't know why it just doesn't seem to, I don't, I don't want to see, you know, people with cell phones anyway. I, uh, um, I respect a, 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 a horror movie. That's a period piece. You know, I respect that. It's a good choice. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It just, it, it feels weird. But anyway, that's besides the point. They moved the release date because they did not want to compete with Taylor Swift. Warner brothers flinched. So, nice. Yes. This movie that they're already promoting, they've already put trailers out, they've already been actively promoting this movie coming out in October. They moved it up. They moved it up two weeks, I think. Something like that. Or, yeah, I I think it was. Yeah. um, So they were not, (laughs) they did not lean into it for a Barbie Oppenheimer type of situation. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. That's, you, uh, some of these studios will try that shit. I'm like, that's not going to happen twice. It was, it no. was a joke and it was organic out. more than just being a joke. Yeah. It was an organic joke yeah. and that's what made it amusing. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's interesting. And this is, this is a unique situation. And I feel like they were also looking for an excuse to move the release date. 
because, you know, because of the writer's strike, because of the actor strike, as we've been talking about these past so many several weeks now, a lot of stuff is being shuffled around, moved back. You know. Yeah, but they didn't. But they didn't move it to next year or anything like that. I think they pushed it up actually. Ah, okay, so, okay. But yeah, there's a lot on, of. Let shuffling. me double check that before I commit to that. Okay, I'm, I'm going on IMDb. In the meantime, yeah, there's been a lot of productions that they announced this week that have been affected by the uh, by the strike. I think the biggest one uh, right now is Dune Part Two. Warner Brothers pushed the premiere date to March of next year. And that's still just very Mm. fluid right now. A lot of stuff is just postponed indefinitely. Like, you know, they were going to make another Tron movie with Jared Leto and uh, they haven't even begun production on that, but it's just indefinitely postponed. They said, and I'm all for that because I think we've got enough Tron movies in this world right now. Um, Yeah. But it sounds like you've got the info. It was originally supposed to come out October 13th. They pushed it up to October 6th. I so, see. Okay. Yeah, they okay. did. They moved it up. Yeah. Yeah. So they moved it up. Um, also, it's just being called The Exorcist now. I guess they dropped mm. the, the Believer title on it and are just promoting it as The Exorcist, at least on IMDb. That's what it says. I don't yes. know. <laughs> but yeah, they pushed it up a week. Um, I think that's, I think they were originally slating it to come out the following week because if it's, if it is moved up a week, I heard someone saying that Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out the weekend before Taylor Swift. And they were Mm. joking about that. Uh, no, Killers of the Flower Moon comes out October 20th. So October is going to be pretty fucking stacked. And I like that's this amazing. idea. I like this idea. I mean, they've had these sort of things happen in the past before. Fathom events, you know, where they have yeah. uh, certain movies that get like a one night screening. It makes it a special type of occasion. But the thing about yeah. those is they usually happen in the middle of the week. And it's difficult to get out, you know, on a Wednesday night to go see like a sporting event in a movie theater or deal with all that hullabaloo in the middle of your work week. So... I mean, this this could really uh, light a fire under that under that idea. Now, of course, you know Taylor Swift is printing money, so uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm interested to see the outcome, see what the uh, reception is. Based on what you were saying about the ticket availability, it sounds like it's pretty successful already. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I mean, I don't know how sold out it is, but I'd assume it's pretty. I mean, it's gonna break records. I think. Just yeah. like everything else she's doing, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. I mean, that's what um, she does. Unless it's <laughs> unless it's a li- very limited run, but I feel like they should. If it is a very limited run, they should expand that because there are lots of people who are not going to get tickets to the actual concert, whether it's financial, whether it's availability, whether it's uh, where they're located. There's a lot of reasons why you can't be able to go to a concert nowadays, Man. and. I I just think like I think I feel the same way about things like Broadway shows or whatever. Like you said, like those live events that they record, we should make things more readily available to people. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's kind of yeah. cool. It, it almost gives you like that Bill and Ted vibe, you know, the end of the first movie where yeah. everybody's watching them perform this concert somehow. Oh, it's because the villain ended up uh, 
Yeah. Oh no, that was the second one. I'm sorry. I'm completely wrong. It was the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I gave. Yeah, because the whole thing was they yeah. had to they had to do a concert in the second one. Right. To, like, right. Right. Save the world. And the the the. Toby was that the Bogans. third one? That was the second one. Uh, it, they kind of okay, mirrored yeah. that in the third one, but that was Kid Cootie. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually talking about Bill and Ted on our Bill and Ted. So the third podcast. one was his kids. That's it right. It was their kids. That's right. It was a good movie yeah. too. Like even this far away from it, I, I, it I enjoyed it. You know. I did too. I liked it. It, it wasn't <laughs> what people was expected, but it was good. It was good. <laughs> I don't really know what expectations you can have for it. I also think it's really funny because listen confession uh-huh. i like bill and ted's excellent adventure but yeah when when you if you bring up the name of our podcast to people they think that you're like a really fucking big fan of it you know that's true and that i'm like true. no i needed a title guys i mean i like it and i love keanu Reeves, <laughs> but yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, I was the biggest fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure when I was a kid because it was like it came out around the time where I was young enough where it seemed like overly mature than anything I'd ever seen mm-hmm. before, but fun at the same time. So it's it was kind of like that so gateway I, to an adult, you know, yeah. a more mature movie. So I liked it for that. I for that people reason, people think that I don't, I don't love the movie. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just kind of funny <laughs> when that situation comes up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the title was supposed to be a takeoff of it, but then of course we got the artwork for the logo and it was like, well, now this is it. This is our brand. This is what we have. We are committed. We're, we, can't, we're we can't change committed. it now. <laughs> I still, I, I still am like, uh, I should have found a way to put Sammy in it, but you know, Sammy's too in late. There. Now he's Sammy's dead. in there in your heart. It's okay. He is. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Godzilla versus Kong part two. Yeah. Yeah. Part two. Uh, that was put back as well. Yeah. It's, you know oh. what? This movie has been done since November of 2022. And what, it's not um, coming out until. what it's called? Godzilla? It's uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. Oh my God. Did that you see last one was legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far, but it was a disappointment. I mean, it, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it it's wasn't terrible. They went Listen. into space. What? Wait, 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 no, it was inside. It was never mind. It was in the world. Whatever. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. It's the exact opposite. They went in the middle of the, of the earth, but you it know, was like space, that, though. It was fucking yeah, stupid. Because the gravity was all wonky and whatnot. Um, okay. Yeah. What's the best Godzilla movie you've seen? <laughs> Don't say it. That implies that I've seen it. A good <laughs> Godzilla movie. <laughs> all right. That was one direction. I thought the I thought the direction you were gonna go was the nineteen ninety eight Matthew Broderick classic Godzilla. <laughs> no, I remember being slightly interested in that as a kid because there were parts of it that were fun, but sure. it wasn't like I didn't love it. And the soundtrack slaps, but no, no, that one was. I don't think I've ever uh, me like my own opinion. I don't think I've ever seen a good Godzilla movie. Okay. All right. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. The best Godzilla mo- media I've ever seen. Is Cloverfield. Is sh- yes. No. Uh, it's the <laughs> short-lived 
Godzilla cartoon that came on Fox that was a spinoff of the 98 movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I remember that show. I liked that when I was a kid. That was a fun show. That was a dark show, yeah. too. Like, you know, yeah. they have that animation style that's a little grittier than you're used to and everything. It's not the Smurfs. It's not the Care Bears. It's more yeah. like a Men in Black sort of thing. I really dug that. And the choice they made to make Godzilla an ally, that's always a funny yeah. move to me because it's now Godzilla has to be gentle with all like the buildings and infrastructure of the city that it lives in. It's so did weird. You like, did you like the design of that Godzilla? I didn't mind it as much as some people did. Yeah, because uh, I, I thought it was kind of cool, but I know people hate it because it's like not the it's not, it's more lizardy. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not the chunky boy that everybody's used to. Yeah, and I um, like the chunky boy. I thought that yeah. the twenty nine what what was it twenty sixteen or whatever Godzilla that came out years oh. ago with Cranston. Yeah, that was a good one. That was actually I that that's was a, fun. That's probably my favorite movie of of the yeah. Godzilla lore, but you know. A lot of people say that one's not legit either because it's not an official Toho release and everything like that. Um, they came right. out with a movie called Shin Godzilla a few years ago. And, you know, the, the entire point of Godzilla in the first place was it was supposed to be an analogy of man's hubris uh, playing around with nuclear energy and upsetting. Right. It's, a const- it's, it's literally like a linked to the atomic bomb and everything and like what are our consequences of doing that right exactly just in a very literal sense and you know over time it became oh shit we get to see these giant monsters and robots throw down with with each other and everything's fine by the time the next movie comes out um and that kind of watered down the property but it's what people wanted to see so this it's movie a turtle shouldn't... guy that spins and he shoots things out of his turtle that's uh gamera i believe gamera is the best <laughs> so in 2016 shin godzilla was released and it took it a while to come overseas um you know of course uh, in a dubbed aspect so you can watch the movie uh without reading the bottom because help. sometimes if it's story heavy you don't mind reading but if it's an action movie I kind of want to hear the dialogue going on and stuff like that. But there's not much dialogue. I digress. I'm getting way off topic here. Shin Godzilla took the character, it took the premise back to brass tacks, and it became once again the analogy for uh, the atomic age and that sort of thing. But the, the, the imagery of Godzilla in this version is so grotesque. The entire it's monster, yeah. he has needle-sharp teeth, and he just looks like an open wound. It's so nasty. Yeah. And it gets worse throughout the I'm looking the at film. it now. It's Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. I so you know what I what I would love to see is that like like them having a budget of like an American Godzilla. Mm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like just get like give like give the original company like whatever money and then you just distribute it in America, you know, because I'd imagine the budgetary differences are huge. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, you still have people in, 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 in suits. Oh, uh, with the, with the Toho produced ones, they're still just running around in suits and, uh, you know, little tiny cities just tearing them up. It's kind of great. Like some people are purists. They want that. They don't want the CG. So you kind of have to entertain both uh both fan bases there 
This is interesting. Toho um, said that the inspiration was drawn from Fukushima, that nuclear disaster, as well as the uh, 2011 earthquake and tsunami in Toho. Tohoku. I'm sorry if I butchered that, guys. Um, The budget was $15 million. Now let's compare that to the the more recent Godzilla, because I'm just very curious. Wow, that's it? Okay. $15 million. Godzilla... Okay, the American Godzilla came out in 2014. Two years later, yeah. the Toho Godzilla came out. Mm-hmm. The budget for the American Godzilla was 160 million. Because <laughs> all that was all CG, baby. And then you got Brian Cranston the to difference. pay too. He ain't cheap. Well, yeah, Heisenberg Cranston's going to cost at least 10, 10 mil. You know, Heisenberg don't show up for less than 10 mil. So you got to you got to come correct. I hope not. You put that money right in the hat, yeah. and he just he walks off. He goes, "You damn right." I'll see you tomorrow. And you just get Godzilla ready. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here, but I'm glad we did. Cause I love, I love, yeah. you know, I don't like Godzilla films per se. I'm not the biggest fan in the world. So please don't at me about this. And I'm so sorry, but half the movie is dry as fuck usually because you have people mm-hmm. talking. And like I mentioned before, I'm in the camp. I want to see the giant monsters throw down. And sometimes, yes, there are captivating storylines with the human beings. Sometimes you have two women who are singing a song trying to attract a giant moth to come down and bless the world yeah. and help Godzilla win. And that, to me, I could I could pass on, on that, okay? Yeah. Um, but when the monsters <laughs> are going, I'm like, yes, invested. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. I think, I mean, Kayla's not here, but I think the argument that Kayla would make is the winner would be Pacific Rim. Pacific Kayla Rim is a Pacific good Rim. movie. And I have I now wanted, seen Pacific Rim because Kayla loves it dearly. I wanted Pacific Rim to eventually cross over with Godzilla because I thought that would be- That like would have been cool. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it but the same so studio? No, no. I think Pacific no, Rim no. is Warner Brothers and Godzilla is what? Sony? Maybe? Legendary? legendary legendary pictures yeah okay so. legendary legendary uh man we were talking about that show earlier it's gone i miss it anywho <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so i don't think those those two franchises are ever going to meet unless legendary and warner brothers it, it's produced by legendary it's distributed by warner brothers for gotcha. the new king kong uh yeah. godzilla i mean the whole monster verse would be under that umbrella yeah. I was going to say, you're still right. But yeah, Toho and... Yeah. Pacific uh, Rim. Pacific Rim is Legendary German. and Warner Brothers. Oh, so they just it's don't It's all the do same. It. Yeah. Why can't okay. they just cross over? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how well the sequel did. I will, like... There was... um Because the, the 98 Godzilla movie was so ill-received, basically... Yeah. Everyone agreed that they wouldn't bring that version of Godzilla back ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Uh, there was one movie in the franchise called, uh, you know, Destroy All Monsters or something like that, mm-hmm. um, where Godzilla took on all of the classic monsters, you know, just back to back to mm-hmm. back. Uh, it's kind of like a big send off until they rebooted and everything. So one of the monsters he fought was the computer generated Godzilla, who they refer to as just Zilla. 
And it was a really cheap CGI version, almost like from a commercial or something like that. And he took it down with like one hit. And it was just like moving on. (laughs) Just kind of like a, a big middle finger. They did. They did say in 2017 that Pacific Rim. They they said I won't say there's an Easter egg. I think this is the director of the sequel. Yeah. Oh, oh, Um, the the director of Uprising, which was the sequel, said, "Um, I I won't say there's an Easter egg, but there's a lot of discussion of the possibility of a crossover. So that's they're they said, look, I think it would be fantastic to have Pacific Rim universe join the legendary's monster universe it seems like a natural step so it'd be very easy to do yeah they were thinking about that like at least whether or not they are now i don't know but i won't spoil the movie for you but look watch the first one the first one is fantastic it's directed by guillermo del toro oh i've seen it that's what i just said Caleb loves it so i'm sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like uh, every once in a while, Kayla's like, I need to watch Pacific Rim. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She so then you know. It. So basically, it'd be easy because they have that that portal that they go through, you know, in yeah. the first one. And they could just go through that yeah. to get to our Earth or whatever Earth it is. Uh, I, I agree that it feels like a natural progression, especially mm-hmm. if they want to build a universe here. Um, they They did cancel a sequel, though, to the second Pacific Rim. Because so. it was not good. That's yeah. why. <laughs> the sequel was not directed by Guillermo del Toro. So uh Del Toro yeah. said in 2021 that there's no plans to return for um a third movie. Yeah. He's the kind of cat that once he does something, he just keeps on rolling, except for Hellboy. He came yep. back for Hellboy. But everything else, it seems like he's just like one and done. I respect that. I mean, that makes sense. He tells the story he wants to tell, and then he's done with that world. Yeah. Um, You know, that's like he makes his little sandbox. He's good. And then he leaves. Yeah. He puts uh, Doug Jones back in his uh, coffin and just goes on to the next thing. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Guillermo del Toro films because Kayla has been like, are you watching this? So have you seen Pan's Labyrinth yet? No, I haven't seen that one. I've seen Shape of Water. I've seen Hellboy. I've seen Pacific Rim. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Hellboy too. <laughs> Was it the Golden Corral? That one. Hellboy two, Golden Corral. I don't know. No. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. I haven't seen so, the new Pinocchio yet. Oh, oh, we watched that recently. I'm glad you brought that up. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I've been meaning to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Um, it's such no. a good movie. It's, <laughs> it's it? such a surprisingly Lex. Listen, it's so good. I can't, I don't want to overhype it. All right. But I mean, it was nominated for like Oscars and shit. Right. So that makes I mean, sense. Yeah, He's a great filmmaker. He really is. And to get me to care about Pinocchio after seeing so many iterations of Pinocchio and Geppetto over the years, including, really? Uh, Tom Hanks and Drew Carey, both playing Geppetto at, at separate times. Like, I thought I was done caring about Pinocchio. But it's great. It's a great adaptation. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And the, the the commitment to stop motion, too. I mean, my goodness. It's so good. It's so good. It was really cool when we went to New York last December 
Um, and was that the, I think it was at the MoMA. Yeah, it was at the MoMA. They had Pinocchio. They were getting ready to open the display. So the oh. whole display wasn't open, but they had a wall of the actual miniatures, like all the faces and everything. Uh-huh. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. It was so cool to see it in person. I love that sort of, that sort of thing. I mean, just knowing how yeah. much work goes into stop motion animation, it is just, it's a huge undertaking. You know, um, you looked at the look at the stuff for Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings yeah. and even something as far back as Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just, there's so much love and painstaking care that goes into making it look smooth. It's like, you really have to love yeah. that art to do it right. And it, it shows on the screen. Uh, especially, I don't know how they got me, but they got me. It's so good, Lex. <laughs> I remember as a kid trying to make stop motion with like pictures, yeah, taking pictures on disposable cameras, mm-hmm. um, and trying to do that. And I was like, "This is hard." <laughs> I had no, I mean, it was not. I obviously was not doing it right at all, but like. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, res- I respect anybody that commits to that craft that way. No, absolutely. Um, that animators, every, like that's just really hard work. Something that I want to make sure we talk about tonight, because this really moved me. Yeah. This really touched my heart. Um, we're both obviously big fans of Lego. Uh, today, yeah. they announced that... Uh, they are launching a series of Braille uh, Lego brick sets uh, due to oh, the cool. global demand. So um, this is their endeavor to encourage more people to be able to read Braille uh, and to make this sort of thing more accessible to those that have uh, need uh, for Braille in their life. So... <sighs> It genuinely surprises me that they haven't done that yet, honestly. I mean, like, yeah, it seems like something that, yeah, they could have done a while. It seems like something you could like hack at home by yourself with just like the little one stud pieces. But yeah, these are the um, the uh, the rectangular. But that would be bricks. so time consuming, and that's so oh, much yeah. um, to do. And you know, God bless anyone who does that for for someone else because that's a great project. But like it it should be accessible. Like thing just in general, things like that should be accessible as, as right. accessible as we can possibly make them. So this is good for, for um, kids uh, who are visually impaired and their parents who are trying to teach them. And so they can learn a little something themselves too. The bricks not only have the studs on there that represent each letter and symbol, it has the <laughs> actual letter or symbol printed on there as well. So, you know, you can, use this as a, as a gateway. It's just so brilliant and so simple. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and there are, you know, there are always different levels too of like, from my understanding, like visually impaired. So I feel like that could be helpful as well too, for someone like, you know, if a kid is like, has trouble with it or something like that, but like, so it's like a hybrid almost, you know, like there's a visual uh... and, braille yeah yeah it's another teaching tool for um teachers to have in their in their toolbox and uh from what i see here uh they plan on offering sets for free to teachers as well 
for oh, the general awesome. public, it's going to be eighty nine ninety nine for the set. And they plan to launch versions uh, in German, Italian, and Spanish early next year as well. That's cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Big fan of that. So I won't, I won't use my, uh, my, my raffling juju to, uh, <laughs> to win these. I'll, no. I'll let the person that needs them win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's another Batmobile, I'm I in. got it. Bradley got a Lego set last weekend and I, he sent pictures of it and I was like, Oh, I'm going to feel it. And like do another Lego set at some point soon. But uh, <laughs> what did he get? Every, every once in a while I, I want one, but then I look at the price and I'm like, fuck. And then I don't, <laughs> and I'm like, where am I going to put it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've just basically resolved that any Lego set that I put together at this stage, I'm going to put together. I'm going to admire for a good week or two. And then I'm going to take it apart and put it in the Ziploc bag with the instructions just for the next time. Mm-hmm. If I ever get that itch again, or if I want to pass it along it's like to somebody a puzzle. else. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's exactly right. It's a, it's a yeah. 3d puzzle. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It's relaxing. It's, you know, it's calming to your soul. No, it definitely is. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's so, really cool yeah. that they're doing that. So we're at the end of uh, the summer. It's coming up here. I know. I know. I'm sad Thank about it, too. God. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> Let it die. Yeah, you in that hot, hot. I'm not a summer there. girl. I'm not a summer girly. I, n- no. <laughs> Your summer girly days are over, or did they ever happen? I mean, when I was a child and I had <laughs> summers off. Sure. Oh God, summer's off. That's wow. it. Can you believe that was actually yeah. a part of our lives where it felt like it went on forever sometimes? Just being off of school yeah. for, for summer being off of school for so long that you forget how school went. That Yeah, that remember me. remember having a week off at Christmas and it fucked up your entire life? Wow. Now I'm like, I get two days every weekend and I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. Like, this is not enough time. (laughs) It's not very cash money. No, no, not at all. Uh, I'm burnt out, man. Like, fucking work has got me working, working. And, you know, like I said, unforeseen circumstances, but hopefully things change soon because you guy needs a break. I need a break, break, break. Yeah, you definitely do. Mm -hmm. So we got some good news. I said from from those people who tell you things about sci-fi things. Doctor Who is coming back real soon. Um, The BBC confirms that a new Christmas special will debut, of course, in December of this year. Uh, it's going to be followed by three upcoming Doctor Who specials, and those will be available to you U.S. viewers on Disney+. Plus. That's fucking right. No longer are you going to have to hunt out a way to watch BBC America and pray that they remember to air it. No, they're going to give it to you on Disney+, Plus on the same day as the BBC gets it. So take that, UK. <laughs> Do they have current uh, or the rest of it? Or where is it streaming right now? Oh, God, I don't. 
I don't think it's on Disney. But actually, yes. I don't even Where's know like where it's streaming, streaming right now. Man. It used to be on um, HBO, Amazon. I don't know, man. HBO. I know that- I, the first thing that popped up was Max. <laughs> um, yeah, it might be. I don't know. I get, I need to find out because I want to see how the last season uh, wrapped up, just so I can be. I'm ready. so yeah. I'm so far behind on it. Man, man. I mean, there's no way to catch up on Doctor Who. You just kind of got to latch on where you can, you know? October 2022, it says Disney Plus is Doctor Who's new streaming home. So it says for most of the world, though. Mm, Yeah, yeah. They they keep a lot of stuff from us. This would be a (laughs) great time if we had a sponsor. Outside of the UK and Ireland. Watch. Mm. If we had a if we had a sponsor that was a VPN, this would be a great time to plug them in right here. Like, are you ever tired of seeing your shows on streaming platforms that you don't have? Well, use this doohickey. Yeah, it's 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 in that gray area of legal. It's fine because you're paying for that, so why not? Anywho, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who is going to be back, <laughs> and it's going to be easier to watch than ever. Because we're going to get it on Disney Plus. I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. excited for these, especially since David Tennant is going to be back. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm, I mean, I, have you watched Sex Education? Uh, No, but I know that a lot of folks are, are excited to see the new it's, Doctor, too. Yeah, it's so good. And he's like the best character on that show. So I'm very excited to see him as the Doctor. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I've only seen like little 30 second snippets of him being confused so far. But I mean, that's yeah. on par with every other doctor. I didn't know I, who David Tennant I was before he, was, he stepped out of the TARDIS, you know? I think you guys would really like sex education, honestly. And it's okay. getting ready to air, I think, later this month, its final season. So it's just about done anyway. Where's that airing? Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We will have to check it out. Okay. So, yeah. I'm looking at our notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starfield is coming out soon. Starfield. I'm very is. curious about this. Starfield game. is out. Starfield is out today oh. for people oh, that pre order. Yeah, if you, if you pay for it. And if you're if going, you, if you're waiting for Game Pass, which is technically still paying for it too. But, you know. The uh, hype surrounding <laughs> this game. So I was reminded by my wife last week that Yeesh. I have not really shown that much excitement for Starfield. And I've been trying to unpack Which is why. surprising because you're such a huge fan of Skyrim and you've talked at length about your love for Skyrim. It is surprising, especially because I feel like I am appropriately hyped for this game. But I also know that I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. I don't want to overhype myself. That's so fair. I've been burned, right? So Bethesda... I love what they do. Fallout 4, Skyrim, of course, Elder Scrolls 5, technically, you know, it's great stuff. I've played these games so much over the past 12 or something years. Like it, like it was my job basically, but a job that I enjoyed. So playing these games was like breathing to me. Then came uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Now, I don't really Uh get down with multiplayer games online. So I'm like, okay, it's still Elder Scrolls. I'll give it a shot. Absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's not for me. 
Let's see what else comes out. Fallout 76. Another game where you have to play around with other motherfuckers online. And part one of the one of the game mechanics is someone can launch a nuclear bomb at your compound just to mess with you. Yeah. I did not like it. It was not good. It was not Yeah. Funny. I'm I, so, I'm the reason I haven't bought this game is because I'm always worried about hype for games too. So yeah. <laughs> um I'm I was talking to you about it earlier. I'm like, I'm probably just going to get Game Pass for a month, play around with mm. it and see. You know, because I don't have Game Pass right now. I had to cut back on some stuff, you know, because yeah, Biden yeah. couldn't forgive his loans. Thanks, Biden. Boom. Anyway. So Shit. I think that's the best move. I think the best move is to get Game Pass, see if you like it, and then, yeah. you know, jump in. Because they. what's great about yeah, this decide model. decide if I want to buy it. What's great about this model for Starfield, for those that don't know, um, you know, this is Bethesda's new like open world game. And when I say open world, I actually mean open universe because it, it's a spacefaring it's game. Huge. So where you had medieval action in Elder Scrolls and you had post-apocalyptic action in the Fallout series. Now we have space exploration and combat. So it's kind of the same mechanics, except you can fly around and you can fight spaceships and you can land on, they claim, any planet and explore. And that is phenomenal. Everything about this the is thing, hitting just all the all the all the high points. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and it gives me especially like the exploring part, it gives me Mass Effect vibes, which mm-hmm. I I love dearly. So that's the part that really is intriguing me, I think, is that like I'm like, oh, is this gonna be like Mass Effect? You know? They put out a, a music video hyping the release of the game yesterday um, featuring a new song by Imagine Dragons. You know, Imagine Dragons, either you love them or hate them. (laughs) You said what? I said Planet of the Base. I I Uh, said that's the song that they're going to use. And then you said Imagine Dragons at the same time, and that is worse. (laughs) That is far worse. Yeah, see, it's either love them or hate them with Imagine Dragons. Everybody has their own opinion about it's just, Somebody... it's just four whole minutes of them going <gasps> like, yeah. like a radioactive song <laughs> you know somebody explained, to me, somebody explained to me why that song in particular and those songs from that album are kind of like overly cheesy and it, it made me respect it a little bit more like i'm still not a big fan of imagine dragons but it made right. me respect why? those songs it's because the original purpose for that album was to be mm-hmm. the um the music for uh the spider-man musical what that yes. can't be true that's n- no way absolutely true absolutely so they repurposed that they repurposed the songs they wrote for that musical and put out an album that's why radioactive was their hit single because they put all their effort into that song for that musical i <laughs> don't believe you and i'm looking this up now they're hey. radioactive is this the right one yeah okay i'm like okay that that makes it a little bit more palatable i get it now it's like if you're listening to uh you know the original cast recording from a musical so okay i get it thank you for that (laughs) i'm looking it up yeah yeah because i'm not seeing anything on wikipedia so far Uh oh the musical (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine Dragons, Spider-Man the Musical. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. A vi- Hold on. TikTokers are freaking out. Let's see. It's a viral TikTok claimed that Imagine Dragons wrote songs for Spider-Man the Musical. Um, <laughs> Yahoo reported in 2013 that the band recorded demos as inspiration for the show. Uh, However, it's unclear if any songs from their album Night Visions were part of it. Mm. I mean, radioactive <laughs> Spider-Man. Mm? Yeah? Mm? Mm? Mm. Anyway, I believe. I'm still reading this. This is <laughs> because You're not convinced. Domino in the Edge did the the Spider-Man musical. They did. Because yeah. it was Bono and the Edge, and obviously they're going to get the job over some jamokes named Imagine Dragons. Okay, music producer Alex Da Kid, God damn Kid. It, was looking for inspiration for Turn Off the Dark when he started working with Imagine Dragons, hoping they would help him come up idea with ideas for U two. However, the band's <laughs> demos were reportedly too good. He too signed good. them to his label. Hold on, they signed him to his label. And then the group released Night Visions. Wait, 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 wait! You you you're skipping over one of the wait, one wait, of the wait. Best parts since, since the spec, since then the spec. Hold on. Since then, speculation right. has circulated online that many of the biggest hits from the album, like Radioactive and Demons, included Spider-Man references. Although it's unclear exactly which, if any, may have been written as demos for Spider-Man. I mean, the song is called Radioactive. How could they say it's unclear? And it featured Green Goblin, Demons. Come on. Mm. I hate this. Yes. Yes. So, as I said. You can't unlearn this. (laughs) I'm on Reddit right now. I'm on Reddit. That you know, it's a rumor that's been debunked, was someone said. It's a Mm -mm. false rumor. This is radio. This is this is. <laughs> I trust fuckers who are big fans of Imagine Dragons on Reddit because they're weird, but they're gonna have their shit straight. <laughs> Listen, it's the Wild West over there at Reddit. I trust Insider.com, this, which is where I'm reading the story. So this <laughs> rumor and and shit has been going on since at least 2016. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call it an urban legend the then. Singer, we'll, we'll, we'll the lead singer debunked it. The lead singer debunked. Oh shit! Come on, man, party the pooper. The lead singer debunked it all, and they they posted it. Um, and yeah, he he actually was asked about it on MTV, and he Damn. said that it's not true. Maybe and he, he has said, to do "I wish that for legal reasons." <laughs> yeah, maybe he has maybe. to. Maybe that's that's legality. quite possible. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going yeah. with now. It's the deep state. It's the fucking deep state. <laughs> it's Q. <laughs> oh my god, I sound like my coworkers now. Anywho, we um, went real far off the rails. I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about Starfield. So to finish oh, up on okay. Starfield, I'm very excited for this game. I'm very hyped for the game. They came out with a tie-in controller which is gorgeous. Um, it's got yeah, like a really NASA-esque is. aesthetic 
to it and it's just mm-hmm. it's a beautiful controller every tie-in item they've put out for this game has been beautiful and they've had a lot of practice because all the stuff they did for for skyrim has been amazing all the stuff they did for fallout has been appropriate you know um sometimes just, that makes me like worrisome though if they have really? a lot of stuff going into it yeah because <laughs> some of the best games don't have that shit it's just like mm-hmm. we made a really good game here you go like that's it <laughs> you know well also according to reddit um there is a thread where they're posting the review scores for the game um the, the majority of these reviews are 10 out of 10. A lot of people are saying it's the best RPG of this console generation. Um, I mean, right now it's sitting at like an 87% on Metacritic. So It's a really early claim, though, right, at this point? The reviewers have had it for a couple of weeks. You know, mm, okay, but yeah. the public has it now, obviously. Um yeah. It's out on Xbox, the you know, all the Xbox consoles, and it's out on PC. Um, the official release date is uh, September 6th. But yeah, like you said earlier, if you paid for the special edition, you can get it now. But that's one of my favorite things about this. There's... You can wait for it on Game Pass on the yeah. technically official release date. You can buy the upgrade edition, which you get earlier access, and that sounds kind of weak, but... Along with that, you get like skins and then you get like access to the DLC when they put that out. Bethesda's yeah. good at putting out DLC on time. So, yeah. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about about this choice is that they really, they picked a three-day weekend and they were like, oh. uh, you want to buy it early and play it over the three-day weekend? And I'm like, God damn it, I kind of want to. That's the That's the main reason why I'm tempted to buy it. I'm not going yeah. to. I won't cave. I will hold the line. <laughs> Good. But, you should. You, know. you should. Yeah. I stand by your choice because I think it's a it's a a frugal idea to get Game Pass and just play it through there. Because on Game Pass, yeah. you've got like, you know, hundreds of other stuff to play too if you want. Yeah, to and I can always and I, if I really love it, I can always cancel Game Pass, give up the month to month purchase and then just make one purchase of the game, you know? I'm, I'm fine you. with I love it. Yeah. They give you options. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and not so you good know what news. Game I've been thinking about again? What's that? You know what game I've been thinking about again? This fucking Wolfenstein. I love that game. Wolfenstein. So much. Oh, well, overall on Game Pass. I know. I played them on there. There you again. go. And your gears. Last you finished all the game gears, Pass, though, didn't you? I did. I did indeed. Bradley and I finished them. That's cool. They were good. Dean and I got through most of them, but we got to one like, we got to one that was remastered and then we went to one that was not remastered and it was like, oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's that's two. Going from one, (laughs) the remaster to two is fucking rough. Yeah. That remaster is beautiful, though. It is. It's good. Like, we, we played one. And then I think we skipped to five for a little bit. Then we felt guilty and went back to two because we're like, oh, we got to play the story in order. But it's like, how much story am I missing? It's chainsaw men, men with chainsaw guns. And then eventually they. No, had yeah, yeah. Bradley, Bradley and I call him Captain Cap Mountain Dew because it's just that's the, the vibe <laughs> of the game. Even one of them called like Freight Train or something like that. The black dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, Freight Train. Let's go. <laughs> that's a choice. Yes. Um, 
as I was going to say, in, in local video game news, unfortunately, we have some sad news. The developer behind the Saints Row series, Volition, uh, is closing effective immediately. They put out a statement today stating that um, they're working to provide job assistance and help smooth the transition for the Volition family members. They thank the customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. So you could immediately come to the conclusion that that latest Saints Row reboot didn't do well at all. And it didn't. Um, Uh, No, I would assume it didn't, Matt. (laughs) It did not do well. Um, You know, I got my own thoughts about it, but there are some people who genuinely enjoyed it. So that's fine too. Uh, And ironically, that's going to be on PS plus this month. So, or in September rather. So that's kind of weird. But the reason they're closing is because they were bought out by something called Embracer Group, and they're doing a restructuring. And part of that restructuring is shuttering Volition because they don't make enough money to be profitable right now. They come, they tend to concentrate on one game at a time. And since they're still in the yeah. uh, process of supporting that last Saints Row, it's more likely that that's the reason, that they don't have any like uh, big cash flow on the horizon. Well, and that's a, that's a difficult thing because that's the like you know, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I yeah. get it. Focusing on one particular thing, that makes sense. It sucks, but I respect them. But it makes they sense. Made a lot of, they made a lot of choices <laughs> um, over their career. Uh, you know, they, mm-hmm. they basically thumbed their nose at Grand Theft Auto and did it successfully for the majority of those games. And then that last one, they mm-hmm. just, they lost the thread, unfortunately. And, uh, they lost a lot of goodwill when, with the public. When on earth are we getting another Grand Theft Auto or something like that? Like, because Red <laughs> Dead, it's been a few years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I found out recently, actually this week, this came out this week too, the uh, the gentleman that wrote the, the storyline for Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, he left Rockstar. He's no longer with Rockstar Games. I hope he wasn't trying to move over to Volition. No. I could write Red Dead Redemption 3. I believe I'd do you it. could. <laughs> I believe I could, too. I believe in I me. I believe you could, yes. I really do. I'd play the game. I would. Yeah. I would enjoy it. Yeah. As long as it's got Thank Dead you. Eye and, you know, rooting, mm-hmm. tooting, cowboy shooting, I'm down. Yes. That's the thing. You're right. In a video game, yeah, you want to give them a good story, but like, if you got great developers making a cool fucking game, you're already winning. Then you just look at Gears. They made like, me look didn't, good. Didn't have much of a story. Still sold like uh, hotcakes. Who's buying fucking hotcakes in 2023? Why did I say that? Never mind. Anywho, aren't those just fucking so, pancakes? I guess. I don't know. No, I always thought hotcakes were something different. Or maybe it's like a a, a local colloquialism, like soda and pop. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's like I know it's like a saying, but I always thought they were pancakes. I always thought that's what McDonald's gave you. They were Wheat hot cakes, cakes, hot cakes, pancakes. Those all the same thing. Wh- whatever, whatever glue or whatnot that was in the McDonald's pancakes that made mm. them absorb that syrup the way that they did was magic. 
It was perfect. And that little you know, styrofoam fucking shit. That was part of the magic. And that little tiny ass like knife. <laughs> yeah. You cut through I'm that styrofoam it. like nobody's business. So part of the advertising for the when upcoming season. When you throw it out, it goes and kills a baby seal or something because it's like terrible for the environment. Oh, I miss the good old days. That's bittersweet. But since you do miss the good old days, part of the marketing for Loki season two uh, that's happening right now Why? is that in New York, they opened up, well, I should say, they respect a McDonald's location to look like a McDonald's from the 1980s. So it's got that like brown and mm, yellow motif. Cool. It's got the the clown is there, of course, Grimace, Burglar, all the motherfuckers are there. Um, even the staff is wearing the uniforms, like those red and yellow striped shirts. <laughs> so they rolled back the yeah. Clock. Oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Did mm-hmm. they roll back the prices? Absolutely not. If anything, they're charging you more for the full Loki experience. <sighs> Fuck you, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not loving that. Oh no. Bro, I just looked up this and I'm looking at the fucking menu and the bacon, a bacon, egg and cheese McGriddle. How much do you think that costs? Um, How much do you think that costs? Two dollars. A fuck no. Uh Oh, how much? No way. A McGriddle. Wait, seven dollars. Seven dollars. Almost eight dollars. After tax, it will be eight dollars. That's some for a bullshit. fucking McGriddle. That's Mm-mm. some McBullshit. That's some McBullshit. I wish we could name the episode that, but you know. <laughs> the apple pie, though. Apple Swear. pie is holding the line. $1.59 oh, really? for an apple pie. Okay, you can't yeah. beat that. You can't beat that. That's that's a, yeah. that's a solid apple pie. Wait. We got oh, we got look. How much do you think hash browns are? Hash browns used to be two for two dollars. Like recently. How much is it now? <laughs> They are not a <laughs> single hash brown. And by the way, there is not a dollar menu anymore. There is a one, two, three dollar menu. <laughs> a single okay. hash brown is two dollars and fifty cents. So that's extra insulting because I didn't just like make one hash brown. They didn't brown just make one hash brown two dollars. <laughs> they they raised the price. <laughs> they were like, no, no, no. Put 50 more cents on that. These hash browns are busting. We need to yeah. make people understand they're paying for quality hash brown. Okay. That's sad. That's sad, man. Well, and what doesn't make sense to me. What? There's a chicken McGriddle too on this menu. That now the chicken McGriddle, it mm-hmm. sounds disgusting, but the chicken McGriddle is $3 and 39 cents. What is this fucking math? McDonald's math. If you if you like it, you're paying more for it. That's basically it. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It doesn't pay to it doesn't pay to eat with the clown. It's just it just it just does not pay. It does I'm not, not pay. paying seven dollars and forty cents for a dry ass egg McMuffin. You can fuck yourself, McDonald's. Nah. <laughs> Only murders in the building season three is out, and I know you're not like a big fan okay. of that. I just. One last thing. One last okay. thing. Because I, uh-huh. I do want to address that because I started watching that show and I actually do like it now. But okay. the big breakfast comes with hotcakes. 
They are called hotcakes on the McDonald's menu. Oh, ah, okay. Closure. I like that. Thank you. So, yeah. All right. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. I watched um, – I'm not completely caught up. I think we're like two episodes behind, but we got back into Only Murder. I always want to say Only Murderers, and Kayla's like, why do you say it wrong every time? Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. I said it right. We only it's a good show. Have, it's it trying to grow on me. We've only watched the first episode of the third season. Um, but it's enjoyable. But the reason I brought it up is because, you know, they're doing the publicity tour, which seems kind of scabby, but whatever. We'll we'll let others decide. Um Martin Short Unless and the Steve studio Martin agreed to like terms and they're allowed to promote it, you know. I, that'd be weird if that one was like given a pass because it's not an indie project in any way whatsoever. It's, you know, definitely a studio backed project. Anyway, I digress. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be an indie project. It just has to be a studio or production company or whatever that agrees to the terms and then they're given permission. So it can be distributed by a big company like Hulu. To my, This is just my understanding. I could be wrong about this, but it could be distributed by a bigger company, but like the actual production company has abided by the rules and they've given them permission to, to talk about it. All right. Uh, well, I don't know, but uh, I wanted to talk about Martin short and Steve Martin's appearance on the Conan O'Brien podcast, because mm-hmm. on this show, they discuss how they're best friends and it's kind of endearing how these two have remained friends for so long. And they explain that the way that they became friends initially was because they were working on a film together and they both go, yeah, you know how sometimes you have coworkers and you work with them on a film for a while. And it's like, you know, you're the best of friends, the entire film. And then you just part ways and you never speak again. And he was like, well, we decided that we're good friends and we're going to stay friends. And, you know, I've been stuck with this Jamoke for the past you know, several decades, whatever. And it dawned on me, the movie that they were talking about where they became best friends <laughs> was Three Amigos. So that's, even what I was, back, that's what I was wondering. Then, even back then, they knew Chevy Chase wasn't shit. They just said, you know what? We no. cool. Your ass stay over they there. Said, Dos Amigos. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's just Dos Amigos, bitch. Kick rocks. And they just went along with their lives. And I don't think Chevy Chase has friends. I don't think he's he's the friendship type. Right. Right. I don't it's so sad too, because I was talking to Dee about this earlier. He has been given the privilege of three white men over his lifetime. He has had so many bites at the apple for a comeback for his mm-hmm. own project. Well, you think about all the stuff that he's been involved in that has gone on without him whether it be great success or or no success at all, it's still gone on without him. When you think about the Fletch yeah. franchise, SNL, his own talk show, Community, Three Amigos, like all this stuff that he could have come back to, oh, Caddyshack, um, just other shit that he's been involved in his entire life. Uh, Ghostbusters, he fumbled that bag too. He was supposed to be in that. Every project that he's I- been around, has moved on and been like, we we just don't care about Chevy at this point. Because frankly, I don't think Chevy, I don't think he elevated any project that much. 
Mm. Anything he's done, I think he's funny. Like, I think he's been good in the things that he's been in. The only exception I could say to this would be the Lampoon uh, uh, vacation movies. And that's the one that I keep forgetting to mention, too. Yeah. So that. That's the only one that I'm like, that that I personally can't think of replacing him with someone Mm -hmm. else and it working. They tried. <laughs> he did. Oh, they tried. More. Right, right. They, they tried to do one with just Randy Quaid and his family. And people said, yeah, that's all right. That's, that's, Ew, that's quite all right. That one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I think it was much later, DVD too. One. Oof. Direct to DVD. What would be the equivalent of direct to DVD now? I mean, you can't say it's Netflix and, just, and all the other streaming services because they, they have big movies. Via- Going video on demand, not mm-hmm. even having a streaming service, just being a mm-hmm. straight to pay. And then okay. eventually, sometimes they find streaming services, but sometimes they don't. Like That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, Chevy Chase. What a wasted opportunity of a man. Just really. Like, I agree. So many opportunities, man. And I probably would give him a lot more credit than he than I currently am if he wasn't such an asshole. But I don't want to give him any credit. <laughs> he was all right on Community. Like he was, he was good on Community. He was hilarious. He was. He was really funny on that. And he's really funny in these other movies and shit too. Like, I, like I am discounting him because he's a fucking asshole. Honestly, yeah. Like, yeah. He's. Like you said, he has so much talent, so many opportunities, and he squandered it at every turn. <laughs> Chevy Chase, the Kanye West. And he harmed West, other people in the comedy. process, which is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that, like hard, yeah. like uh, harming other people in the process, that's the worst fucking part about it, you know? It's not just that you fucked up the opportunities that were given to you. It's that you were a jerk about it the entire way down. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Kanye... I I saw a video of him yelling at, at Chance the Rapper. I was mad at him all over again. I'm like, dude, mm. <laughs> like you got another man from Chicago who worships the ground you walk on, has stood by you through all all your shit, and you're going to snap at him and say, well, that's why your album failed. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Some deep things time. to think about. Everyone. Deep things to think about. On a lighter note, making hot sauce this year. I got a lot of peppers Are you? in my garden, oh. and I'm making some hot sauce. So I'll report back. I on that. want to, yeah. I want all updates on this, all progress on this. I want you to also um, be posting in our Discord any photographs of this because I'm excited. I have been keeping the Discord up to date on the plant development, yeah. so I will continue to do so. And uh, yeah, exciting times in the Peters household. We're going hot sauce this year. That's right. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. If you want to become a member of the Discord, any tier, join up, support the podcast. You're a member. You're in. You're gold. That's right. We appreciate that because it helps us continue to produce this podcast for you fine people. Um we hope you enjoy it. We certainly enjoy doing this and we would like to continue to do this. So uh, as Lex said, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Join us. 
that's what did it right there. That's that's where that's what's got them going on the site right now. Just, yes, that's it. That's it. That's that's how I'm gonna. That's how I welcome you into the cult. That's right. I just go. That's right. Join us. <laughs> and if we get ten new members, maybe likes will do the NPC thing on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. I need a lot more money to do that. <laughs> we should make that a tier. <laughs> that's a porn. That's a porn thing, right? Uh, it could be, but it doesn't it have to be. The girl that's most famous for it right now, Pinky Doll. Yeah, it's a porn thing. Um, but people who are secondary to that, no, they just do the NPC thing, and people like you know contributing money. How much would somehow. you? How much would you? How much would you sell? feet picks for Matt. Oh my God. <laughs> there is not an amount. There is no amount of money in this world. <laughs> There's definitely an amount for me. So <laughs> <laughs> picks a beam oh. of paws and then selling feet picks though. <laughs> Tiny little BMO. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That one would concern well, me more, though. Who's buying that? <laughs> no, I don't ask questions. I just sell the pictures. You know, that's that's not my that's, problem. That's my thing. That's my thing. <laughs> like, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I my got feet. I photographed them. Whatever you do with them, that's yeah. not my business. <laughs> Sponsored by VPN. <laughs> <laughs> NordVPN. Anywho, thank you guys. <laughs> For listening, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. <laughs>